Think you know the Brooks Ghost? Think again. Introducing the all-new, better-than-ever Ghost 16. Now with nitrogen-infused cushioning for lightweight, supreme softness that feels good every step, every street, every single day. So go ahead. Take your daily joyride in the all-new nitrogen-infused Ghost 16. It'll turn your everyday miles into everyday endorphins. Let's run there. Head to brooksrunning.com to learn more. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On today's podcast, we revisit the 2017 season and the game plan, a series we did with Terry Shea, who recently was the head coach of the Aviators in the Spring League. He's been an NFL coach, an FBS coach, and also is an NFL draft consultant, primarily working with quarterbacks. And Coach Shea and I talked about the importance of finishing a season strong, remaining consistent for your players, whether You're going to be putting the equipment away soon or you're heading into a playoff run. Let's take a listen to this game plan, Finishing Strong. Welcome to another episode of The Game Plan, our weekly segment with our guest host, Terry Shea. Coach Shea, it's great to be talking to you again. It's great to be with you, Keith. I'm looking forward to it. Coach, we're heading into what is around week nine for some teams, week 10, depending on when their season started. We're heading in towards that tail end of the season, and what we want to talk about today is finishing strong, and whether it's the team who right now is looking to head into the playoffs and make a run at a state title, or it's the team who's struggled all year long and maybe has not found the win column as often as they'd like, it's very important to any program, no matter where you are in that continuum, to finish the season strong so that you have something to build on for the following season. Coach, so looking at that and thinking back on some of the teams you had, what's the first thing that comes to mind for you when you think of that idea of finishing strong? Well, I can really relate to both ends of the spectrum. Having coached so many years in college, a number of times we were going down that path toward a, an opportunity to play in a bowl championship game. And then there were other years where you were hoping you could win one game at the end of the season. So I can relate to both, and I think it comes down to a coaching staff keeping their consistency in their approach and in their routine in terms of how they go about preparing their team each day as they did when they first started the season. So I think players will respond to consistency, and they'll see a lack of consistency toward the end of the year, and if that's the case, Sometimes you lose your players, you lose your locker room. So keep that consistency in front of your players and keep your approach very solid and very forthright. And I know you'll have a chance to finish the season the right way. 
I know as we head into this part of the year, the focus of the players is important. Most high school teams have those dual sport athletes. I know for a lot of those dual sport guys, some of their teammates are hitting the open gyms right now. They're doing a little of preseason work as they get ready for basketball, or maybe it's open mat for the wrestlers. Some teams have hockey players thinking about ice time and what their other teammates are doing. Let's talk about that team maybe that's struggling and those players, and a lot of times those are some key players for you because they're very athletic. How do you address some of those guys and making sure they keep their focus on the last few weeks here? Well, I would build a real strong theme around the fact that we have so many seniors on our team this year and they're playing their last moments of high school football. And to make sure that the senior class upholds that part of the bargain, but the underclassmen get them to rally around their teammates who are seniors and try to build a theme around that element. I think that's really important that a coach makes certain that the final weeks of the season are played out in a very strong manner and due to the respect that they should have for the senior class or for the senior group of players. So I would certainly start from that side of it, Keith, and really try to go that last quarter mile with the theme that, hey, these are our guys. These are the guys that have been in this program for four years, and let's make sure we send them out the right way. Yeah, I think that's something that I've had to look at in some of those tougher seasons in the past is really making sure that we end it with a positive experience for those seniors. I would caution looking too far ahead. I know the idea with, hey, you know, we got to get these next guys ready and forgetting about those seniors. Hey, those guys, whether it's turned out the way you wanted or not, they've probably done a lot of work in your program for four years. They deserve the honor, the privilege of being able to see it through to the end. So it's, I think, a very fine line you want to walk with thinking about maybe replacing his playing time or giving too much playing time to a younger guy, just saying, well, this, our goals for this season maybe weren't attainable. We wanted to get to the playoffs, win a championship or whatever. Those seniors deserve your attention as a coach. They deserve to be coached to the last rep. That's your responsibility as a coach. And I think there's a danger when you look too far ahead and start thinking, well, we need to build for the future. What are your thoughts on that, Coach? Because it is a fine line. It certainly is. And it can lead you down that road that can become dangerous because you could put your energy into the underclassmen at this point in time in the year and lose your seniors. And your seniors are going to go on and become the ambassadors every year for your program. And you want that to be a positive element. So I think it's important that coaches don't lose track of the fact that the seniors deserve this opportunity at at the end of the year. And then I think you have to try to build another theme with your underclassmen and tell them that not only are we playing for the seniors, but we're playing for our identity that leads us into the next season. So, You want to make sure you balance both, but I would still lean more toward the senior element than I would thinking about next year too openly with your players. Yeah, I always emphasize to the seniors, 
in those situations where their goals that they set at the beginning of the season obviously were no longer attainable, that we're really counting on them. They might not see the results of the efforts they're putting in this year, but down that line, maybe it's the next season or a couple seasons down the road, that the results will be because of something they built, that they were part of that process, that they could celebrate maybe those championships down the road with the team, knowing that they contributed something and that they left the program better than when they came in. Yes. And I reflect back to one thing I did with, and the coaches may find this of interest. We were struggling at the time I was the coach at Rutgers and we were struggling one season and we won one game out of 11. So you can see that I certainly have been on both sides of the spectrum, but I made sure the team realized how important it was to get off the bus following the final game of the season and be in the weight room the very next morning at whatever time it was, six, six o'clock, six thirty in the morning. And I made sure they realized how important it was to turn the clock and to look ahead to the next season as a group of underclassmen. So I tried to use that as kind of a statement of getting the underclassmen to understand hey, this season's over, now let's really focus on what's important for next year. And that was an example of just trying to do something that they would never expected, but it kind of set the tone for the following season. And I remember that team went on to have quite a year and helped me win the Coach of the Year honor. So I still remember that, and we turned a 1-10 in season around starting – within 24 hours of the final game. Yeah, I experienced that in my first year as a college coach. I was at Baldwin-Wallace University, and I came on board late in June, and we were very competitive that year. We easily could have been 8-2 and two with a lot of close games. We ended up 3-7. and seven. It was like, it was not good at the university. It was one of the worst seasons, I think, since 1954, and we were able to turn that around in one year and go to 7-3 and three and be nationally ranked and follow that up with another season where we were nationally ranked and put together a string of winning seasons. But it was that group who needed to learn maybe where that, and we certainly didn't address this till the season was over, but maybe where they saw some, some chinks in our armor that maybe they could do more as the, the next leaders of our program. And they really took ownership of it. And for us, as you mentioned, Turning the page and that there's a new calendar in front of them. One of the unique things I think we had is, and a lot of teams have this now, is a countdown clock and setting that clock ahead for the first game and to see, however, I think by that time there's 280 some days till the next season starts. And for them to realize that that's all the time you have in front of you. What are you going to do with those days? What are you going to do with those minutes? That they understand that the season and the preparation till that next season is a very finite thing that they can't coast for a few months and expect to achieve their goals, especially if it's that team like we've been talking about, the team that needs to turn things around or maybe didn't hit their goals that particular year. Sure. Here's another idea, Keith, that I'd like to share with the audience, and that is there might be an opportunity during the last week of the season or the last two weeks of the season where a coaching staff can bring out, let's say you have a senior quarterback and you know your junior or your sophomore quarterback is going to be your future, 
and you may have a number of players in that similar position. And you try to create during the last days of practice a time, and maybe it's at the beginning of practice, and you keep the seniors in the locker room, or you do it at the end of practice, and you sell it to the seniors that, hey, if we could get 15 snaps each day with the underclassmen where, hey, seniors, you're helping. You're out here spending extra 15 minutes of your of your practice time to help develop our younger players. That might be an interesting way to kind of let the seniors buy in to the fact that, hey, we are going to be part of this program forever, and we're going to leave our legacy by helping these younger guys. And it doesn't have anything to do with the upcoming game that you may have or the upcoming several games you may have, but you're giving those younger players an opportunity to be coached, and maybe the seniors end up becoming kind of a revolving coaching opportunity for them as well. Just something that would paint a picture for the future, and it would also get your seniors, obviously, to to buy into their legacy. That would be an idea that I would certainly entertain if I were in a position where the final two games of the season didn't mean playoff time or anything like that. I love that idea, Coach. I really like how, first of all, it emphasizes their legacy, that they're leaving things behind. They're leaving the program behind in the best condition that they can. That Again, maybe it's not what they wanted, but they're doing something to help build the future. And that's something I always try to emphasize in the programs that I was a head coach of, that whether we have a legacy of winning or we've struggled throughout uh, the history of this program, that there's tradition here and that the people who came before you matter and so will the people who come behind you. It's important to leave your mark on it. So I love that idea. I think it certainly would bring a lot of excitement to those underclassmen to see that they're out there, what it's going to look like next year. I think it also maybe wakes them up to, hey, maybe I have a little bit of work to do myself here in order to make this the product that I want in the next season. So I think it serves two purposes for you with the legacy as well as, boys, we got some work to do. I would agree with that. And I would really encourage the coaches to consider ending their season with this kind of a balance. And particularly if you weren't tied into a playoff do or die kind of game. And to me, that's a great way to finish your career if you're a senior and it's a great way to handle the program as a coach giving leadership to the future absolutely and obviously coach let's spend a little time talking about the flip side of that the team that does know that they're moving forward that maybe they've secured a playoff spot here maybe they've secured their championship in their league but they know that they're going to be moving on we want to approach that in a way that we're finishing strong as well. You always hear you don't want to limp into the playoffs. You don't want to back into the playoffs, that they want to be continuing strong as well. And I think it requires that balance that you mentioned in the beginning, that you certainly can go out and maybe make the mistake, especially as a coach, that, geez, we need to work harder now. The playoffs are right around the corner. And as one of the former coaches I worked with says, you don't want to sharpen the blade dull that you have to be careful, you have to balance that. And as we talked about last week, maybe even make some adjustments to what you're doing moving forward in the late season. I love that uh, phrase about sharpening the blade dull. I still think, 
Keith, there's a, I remember many different bowl experiences I had. And the more demanding you are as a coach, make sure that the little details that were so important to your program in August and September are still the cornerstone of your program in late November. So I would still encourage the coaches to be as demanding as they can be, make sure they, they don't let any of the details slip through the cracks. And again, we go back to last week's discussion. Maybe you shorten the practice time down a little bit so you don't dull that knife too much and you keep the energy level right where you want it. So I would take that tack in terms of just being strong, demand their focus and their concentration because the season becomes a little bit long for those backup players. And you never know when that backup player may have to enter a playoff game and help you win it. So be on the alert if you're a coach getting ready to play a very important playoff kind of game. Yeah, I can think back to a time we had a very good season. I think it was was 2004 for me. And we went in that first week of the playoffs. We won our playoff game. But in that game, we lost our All-State center. We lost our All-State guard. We lost one of our starting receivers actually early in the next game. And it was critical that their backups were ready. And, and fortunately, we had all year long really develop our number twos and found them playing time that you can't get to this part of the year and, and forget that group. Maybe it's your JV group who, as you hit the playoffs, they no longer have that game week in front of them. You have to find some incentive. And maybe it is as simple as what you went back to before, is making sure with that group you give them some time and, and reps in practice and let them be coached up by the older kids so that they see some incentive that they're still developing moving forward. I certainly appreciate that because you hear this consistently through the college ranks about how we go to a bowl game. And it's not just about the bowl game. It's the fact that we get 21 more practices and the younger players get better and better. It's like having another spring practice. Well, you don't have to necessarily go to a bowl game when you're in high school, but you can still capture that same progression that college teams do when they get those extra practices. And we've already mentioned one of the ideas on how to get that done. So, yes, I want to make sure the coaches also understand that when you're talking to a group of players who have had some good success and they're getting ready for that playoff game or they're getting ready for that uh, championship league game, you want to make sure you project with those guys how good they really are as they enter the process of trying to win that final game or get into that playoff role. And I think it's important you paint a picture as to here's where you guys are right now, but just think how great that picture will be once you get to this particular level of of execution and performance. And you keep pushing that acceleration toward becoming as good as you can be and don't settle for anything less. I know I've done that with a couple of my college teams and boy, it seems like they really excel and they play at a very high level because they understand where that, where that level of excellence can take them. And that's a great way to 
instill confidence in your players as you get ready for that final critical game. Coach, some great suggestions here today for all of those teams that are out there. No matter where you are on the spectrum of wins and losses right now, we certainly wish every team out there, every coach out there, the best of luck as you finish this season and encourage you to do your absolute best to finish it strong. That's certainly right. When you win the coin toss, make sure you know whether you want to take the ball or kick off. That's going to get you started. (laughs) Absolutely, Coach. Well, I look forward to next week. We're going to talk about traditions as teams do get into that final week of their season. Some ideas for how you can continue to, to build your program, and if it's your first year in a program, instill some traditions of your own. Great, Keith. It's my pleasure being with you today.